In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Man. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 282 of the Carl Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host as always is... I'm Joe from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Gomez, we're going to have to do it again this week. Oh, what are we Hit doing? the breaking news music. Oh, shit. Okay. Breaking news. What a way to start two weeks in a row. What, what are we breaking? What's what's going on? Gomez, breaking news. I don't think anybody else in the world knows this yet. The Olympics are happening. I was going to ask you, did you know that there's Olympics going on? Because I keep forgetting. <laughs> so as we record this, it is Tuesday. The show will come out on Thursday. I just found out the Olympics were not just like started, but like well underway all weekend, bro. (laughs) All of a sudden, last night in my Twitter feed, people were tweeting about the USA versus Canada women's hockey game, and I was like, "But wait a minute, are they watching like a rerun or something? Like, what's (laughs) happening?" And I actually had to do investigation. I love it. Yeah, I saw. I I know. Olympics was coming up soon. I was like, "Oh yeah, this Winter Olympics coming," and then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, it's 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 today," and I'm like, "Oh, it's today, is it?" So, I mean, when we you don't watch TV, right? So it's like you don't get those those commercials. Like, where you seeing Olympics shit? Like, no, and and it's all on Peacock. Yeah, and no so one like, has Peacock no. as we learned. So no, they just had an article. Nobody's got Peacock, bro. They losing money like crazy. So this has just been like. I, no one gives a shit. Well, that's the thing. Do people care about the Winter Olympics? Like, there's some yeah, stuff have, in the Summer figure Olympics. Skating. Figure, figure skating, skating. That's still like a thing. Is that a thing? Figure yeah. skating. So, like a popular thing. Like, it was Absolutely. very popular when we were younger. Like, Absolutely. oh, the figure uh, skating. No, it still is. I, I, I. So I just saw something in my feed as well. Um, it was the first time a woman hit a, a quadruple axle in, in figure skating <laughs> in Olympic gangster. competition. Okay, go for her. Congrats. I don't know who she was or what country she was from. So... Either way, congrats, bro. Don't matter. Oh, I mean, it's fucking incredible. Yeah, that's great. Because, like, when it's Winter Olympics, it's like, uh, like, do people care about snowboarding like that? Like, bobsledding? Like, no, curling, right? Curling's the, the thing. Curling is the one popular. everybody makes fun of. Like, yeah, it's, but... it's, it's, it's popular in the sarcastic way, in the ironic way, as the kids on the street would say. I think that's how it started, but I think now motherfuckers like like curling's like a thing now. They're like, joining think, their local intramural curling leagues. Bro, these leagues over here we got pickleball. You ever play pickleball? What the fuck is a pickleball? It's like it's like tennis with like a 
a like a paddle, like a giant paddle ball kind of thing. And it, bro, this is these are new sports, pickleball. And like, uh, do they do kid? Do they still play asses up? I don't think so. You they probably should. can't play stuff like that. Well, Imagine throwing a ball at someone's face. Oh yeah, I guess that would. I was thinking the problem was in the name, but I was gonna say even <laughs> Danhausen says you could say ass boys. So. <laughs> And you know well, how that's he, their name, but that's yeah, their well, name. That's, that's their why. name. But you know <laughs> how you know how Dan Housen fe- feels about swearing. No swearing allowed. Um, <laughs> do you think kids play dodgeball in school? No, right? You can't be throwing balls like that at people, right? I well, if you could dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. I gotta see Shiloh's got gym. I gotta ask. This is a this gym. is a good segue because this was what? a big sports week. Sure. Because what else? Apparently, happened? apparently the Olympics started, which the world is on fire about. Obviously. Obviously, but we had two All Star games this yes. weekend. Also, knew, that nobody watched. I knew about football. No clue. Hockey also happened. Like I saw a couple people putting up like bullshit. Like this Pro Bowl's bullshit. Look at this. Look at this. Hockey. I listened to a podcast today, and they're like, "Oh, and I went to the hockey All Star game this weekend." I said, "What? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see one fucking thing." Bro. Skills competition, All Star game, everything, and they do three on three. It's so how they for do a couple it? years now, they've. They've done it by division. So each division feels like a team and they play like a three on three tournament. So That's our metropolitan, cool. you know, we though we cheer for separate teams, sure. our metropolitan division came out the winners this year. Oh, very nice. Very um, evil. The- <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know hockey. Was it good? Do people like the hockey? Like that sounds fun. Three on three is fun. Hockey. It's I, I'll be honest. I didn't even watch it. But do you like it's like I know you love hockey, but you love baseball. Like we don't watch all these things. Like, you know, we if we miss uh the celebrity softball, we ain't crying. Like we don't No, I well, I don't care about celebrity softball. <laughs> no, like, you do, do, do I really give a fuck that uh Kevin James once you know hit a double in his seventh grade little league game? Like, no. I I like it because I like to see what passes as celebrities nowadays. Because sometimes you're like, Mike the Miz, person. baby. It's Mike the Miz. It's, it's like, it's a oh, we got the Miz. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, it's crazy. So I, that's the only reason I watch that well, stuff. Well, you, you have like your go-tos. Like, like they always bring out Jenny Finch. Like, even of though. Of course, she's got to strike people out, bro. Because she's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> but like the Jenny Finch thing is like so like years ago at this point that's that, like, like 20 years ago i feel exactly, like exactly like and they're still doing that and then they bring out uh john ham oh because he loves it he loves he loves that he's shit. like a big cardinals fan or something so sure. so it's like oh we get, there's a celebrity that's an actual baseball fan we have to have him here every year Oh, they do that with Bieber and the basketball. Bieber loves ball so it's like yo Bieber, yeah. you want to come kevin hart you want to come and so it's like all right well, they that's how it no. is. So it's always, uh, you know, like whatever celebrity fan that they could get. Like Kevin James, I feel like is is probably there a lot. Like he seems like the type. Adam Sandler seems like he would never miss one, doesn't he? With his little shorts, like I feel like I can I can see Adam Sandler showing up at like the NBA game. Like well, he's I'm always not... been a basketball guy, but like I met Adam Sandler at a, a Met game, Met Yankee game. I uh, know. He was at the game. Watching yeah, the but game. like that's uh, he's going to a Mets Yankees game. Like real fans do not go to those games. Bro, it was the Clemens game. I had to go. Ugh. 
Bro, Sean Estes hitting but, doubles. But so the reason I said that dodgeball was a good segue was in the NHL skills competition, they brought back the breakaway competition. It, they had Ooh. taken it out for a while. Trevor Zegris, who's a rookie on the Anaheim Ducks. And for those who don't know, he's like a very exciting player. He's not like exactly like the top prospect in the world, but like he's really, he's going to be really good. And he's been making some like absolute highlight all-time real plays this year. Nice. One of them, he did like an alley-oop pass from behind the net that got uh, like basically slam dunked in. He like he I saw it. that one. He yeah, flipped it over the one. back of the net, and his uh, line mate uh, baseball batted it out of Slap out of the shit. air and scored a goal. Yeah. It was like a big deal. Yeah. In the breakaway competition, he dressed up as one of the average Joes from dodgeball. <sighs> That's put on a blindfold oh. and did a breakaway as people were throwing dodgeballs at him. <laughs> That's right. And he did like a spinorama and scored. That's amazing. I hope it, he won. I don't think he did. What? What's better than that? That sounds crazy. Because I if if I remember correctly, they picked like the guy who played actually played for Vegas because the Ooh, game was in Vegas. I get it. But oh that sounds that's like that's fun. That's what you want to see at an all-star game. Fun. That's the shit. Uh there was another one where um Jack Hughes from the New Jersey Devils, another like exciting young player, he did like a magic act where he brought out the vanishing cabinet. And he didn't win. And he threw he threw in like a mini hockey stick and some kid sized gloves and a jersey, and he he skates around the vanishing cabinet three times, taps it with his stick, and out pops a mini Jack Hughes, like a like a child dressed as Tim in all the gear. And they did the breakaway together. This is how this. What do you got to do to win? What did that fucking Vegas guy do to win? He said what did he, do? he like so like he literally just like pointed up and said, "What's up, Vegas?" Fucking horseshit. No. I, I, I don't know what. I don't know I'm what from he did. Vegas and just slap shot. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't know what the fuck he did. But That's, I have. I'll be exactly. honest. I ain't, I ain't seen no fucking highlights of him. I saw exactly. the. I saw the dude with the vanishing cabinet. That's a and problem. I saw money with the dodgeball. I didn't see no dude from fucking Vegas. I need to get some hockey Twitter on my feed, bro, because I didn't see none of these clips. I would have loved that shit. Oh, man, that sounds amazing. Then they did one with, like, in the fountains of the Bellagio. This is crazy. They created these platforms, and then they had, like, a target practice where you had to shoot off the platforms in, like, midair and shoot it into, like, these fountain nets and shit. Everyone's complaining about all-star games. This sounds like hockey's got it locked up, bro. Well, well, hold on. That was the skills competition. Yeah, that's that's great. To me, I, I like hockey skills competition because it's like stuff you can actually measure. Like, oh, who's sure. the fastest skater? Like, I would love to know that. Like, yeah. football doesn't give us, like, what quarterback throws the hardest? I think they did some of that this year. Like, they, they, they're doing a little more of that. Like, they're trying to – do throwing contests and stuff like that. They're trying it. Well, but, remember, I mean, like back in the day, like Sega Genesis SNES days, they had like that yeah. game, like NFL Doofy. Quarterback Club, and it had like yes, a skills competition best. thing. The like best. that was so much fun. Well, because like we would just be flipping the channels, and you would just randomly turn on the channel. It would be like Channel Seven or ESPN, and they'd just be like Joe Montana throwing a football through a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. A, like a tire. tire or something. And it's like, what the fuck is this? You got to hit the well, target. I did see something where 
they had like a target thing and they had like a cornerback standing in front of a giant yeah. and he was trying to bat away passes. Yeah, so they but do like, stuff it like just, that. Though. It, it didn't, they tried. It didn't, they yeah, tried. like I appreciate the effort, but I don't know how, how well it played. You know, baseball gives us the home run derby every year. I wish there was something more you could do, but it's like you can't really have a pitching competition because all these guys would probably fucking break. Yes, because they'd be like, I'm winning this fucking lunatics <laughs> throwing out their arm. You know, so... But I, I think hockey, you know, nails some of that stuff. What I would love, I would love to see a skill competition where it's not just the faster skater. Like, we get the fastest skater. You know, they take the lap around the rink. Who could do it? I want to see them do it fucking backwards. Oh, that would be fun. Because, I mean, I've always, like, there are guys that you watch. I watch a lot of hockey. And I go, I wonder who skates the fastest backwards. That's a great idea. You should pitch that. I Who's will the call commissioner there. Gary Bettman. He's still the finisher. I, I thought yeah. it was. I was like, is it still Bettman? Okay. We got to call Mr. Bettman. Let him know, bro. That's the winner right there. I don't see him taking my calls anytime soon. <laughs> he might have me already blocked on Twitter. I believe that. He's a piece of shit. So, I mean, come on. And speaking of pieces of shit, Gomez, how about those MLB owners? Boy, oh, boy. I was going to ask you since we brought up baseball all-star game. Uh, that season's looking uh, scarce there because they're, they're being real fucking scummy. I'll tell you what. Even if you go back, what, a month ago or so, I said, ah, the owners locked them out. But once it starts getting close, they'll come to an agreement because nobody's going to want to give up money, especially yeah. coming off the, the COVID years and stuff. Yes. But holy shit, the owners just have no interest in actually negotiating or bargaining or whatever. It's it's either they're getting everything they want or they're they they're happy to just start canceling games, and a lot of this Gomez stems from their piece of shit commissioner Rob Manfred, who I got to be honest, ever since this guy took over over for Bud Selig, he has n- <clears throat> never shown that he actually likes the game of baseball, <laughs> and the players hate him so much that if anything. He has gotten them to be more united around each other with these things because nothing unites a workforce more than absolute piss poor leadership. 100%. When you have a fucking gigantic dickhole of a boss, it makes you rally around each other so you 100%. can shove it to him. And right. that's what has happened here. And the players, I, I think the players at this point. They'll come in and they'll play when it's time to go play and they'll be ready when it's time to be ready. But they're not taking shit from this from this garbage lunatic at this point. Good. Glad to hear. Because I see everything I see, the players sound very reasonable with what they're asking for. Nothing crazy. And they're just like, nah, we don't want to do that. You know, I, I don't want to say that it's they're asking for some substantial changes. And I don't think anything is really too far out of the box. You know, maybe there has to there has to be negotiating on some on the sides to actually get make a good fit out of it. Sure. But like the owners just don't want to do it. <laughs> like they they have they tried to get a, a th- third party mediator in here when it was their turn to make a counter offer. They said, "Yeah, we're not going to do that. We just prefer third party mediation." And the union was like, "Go oh, fuck yourselves. Come to the fucking table." Jesus. That's ridiculous. So all of the sports, Gomez, look at us. Hitting everything. Woo, boy. 
which is a good time to remind you all that we thank you for listening. So remember, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. We just had a nice, healthy week of downloads, so we appreciate it. Thank you to all the new listeners. If you are out there, remember to follow us on all of the social medias, at Jomez and share this with your friends. Let's keep this growing. That way, Gomez and I can keep doing more of this and maybe, just maybe, get popular enough to give you some bonus content in the future. Who knows? We'll see if we have time. Well, I thought we just wanted to do it so we can do our belly button splashing. Mm, this cold just, weather's got me thinking of that belly button splashing so much lately. Mm. We're having another cold day here in Florida, and I'm just, I'm so fucking over it. It's just, the snow is just, thankfully, uh, it rained. It's Well, it's been raining now the past week, couple days, but it's good because now it gets rid of that fucking snow. I don't got to look at that terrible well, snow. Well, yeah, that that's actually a, a good thing. I hate how dirty my car is. I try to keep my car clean, and it's just so dirty because it's just it's nasty. It's dirty snow everywhere. Well, the, the problem with me is whenever I get my car washed, number one, it's Florida, so we have rain semi-consistently. So it feels like if I get my car washed about 11 minutes after I pull off the, the lot, oh, it his. starts raining. But I also uh, live close to an airport, so you always get that airport smog. Like so, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> but it's it's something I'm used to because when I live near, uh, in New York, I live near JFK Airport. Yes, so like, did. I mean, the at that point, we used to sit in my backyard and drink and place bets on what airline was flying over next because the planes would fly so low over my house that you could actually read the tail number off them. My man's Wayne's World over here just loves living by the airport, just cutting the things. You know, I I travel a lot, so I want to have easy accessibility. That's so funny. It's like, yeah, you know, you you have lived by an airport awful lot in your life. Even in in Tampa, I was uh, ten minutes from the airport there. So that's so funny. A little bit of more news, Gomez. Uh, if you are a subscriber to this podcast, you may have noticed. Our fucking feed just broke this week. Just out of nowhere. Just mad random. Just woke up and... I I woke up. I had a message saying, hey, what happened to your episode this week? And I said, well, sir, what what do you possibly mean? They said, well, (laughs) it's not there. And I said, that doesn't sound right. And I checked the feed, and there were about 20 episodes missing, Gomez. Just 20 at the last... Since, uh, I think it was September. So that's, yeah. uh, that's a long time. It's a lot of episodes. Long time space. Uh, I didn't know what happened. We put in a, a thing and uh, we didn't get no answers, right? It's just like, oh, hey, something happened. Like, uh, we, yeah, we so we, we put in a, a tech support request and the answer that came back was, oh, they got deleted. And it was right. like, well, well, thank you. Because <laughs> I didn't do it. We, we put it up and why, we wouldn't go back to the website until the next week to put up another <laughs> one. Like, so I just... <sighs> So hopefully uh, we don't spam your uh, feed here. Um, we are. We apparently have figured out some where they are showing up. If you've listened to them yes. the whole way through, they are showing up as already played. So hopefully Good. it's not uh, automatically downloading to your phone. But if it is, thank you to, for continuing to download yes. the old episodes and Please. boosting our numbers for the week and the month. <laughs> we appreciate it. Sorry about that, but thank you. <laughs> uh, but let's get into some. Classic car Jomez hijinks, Gomez. Oh, what does this mean? What, what, it means what movies and television. Gomez, I, I watched so much shit this week. Did you really? Well, Ooh. I'm not going to lie to you. So Thursday, 
when this episode came out, I had a very, very shit day. Sorry to hear. And uh, been going through it a little bit lately. Yes. And I decided that I was going to spend the entire weekend not leaving my house. To make matters worse, on top of the circumstances that surrounded my shitty demeanor, uh, my car broke, then my Ooh. podcast broke. So, you know, it's everything's coming up Millhouse. <laughs> but I stayed home and barely got off the couch all weekend, but I decided to check out some new stuff. So I'm excited to talk about some new stuff, Gomez. How do you feel about new stuff? I like new stuff. I watched a couple new stuff this week. So, yeah, we could talk about some new stuff. So the first thing I want to bring up, I don't know if you've watched this because as everyone who listens to the show knows, we don't. We never have a plan. We never have a, an outline when we come on here. So Gomez, I've been very excited about this. Hulu's Pam and Tommy. <laughs> so no, I. It's something that I was like, maybe I'd watch. I was like, if you if we have to watch it for the show, I'd watch it for the show. But it seems like something that you know, eh, if I watch it, I watch it. If I don't, I don't. You know. So this was made for me. I truly yes. believe that. I truly sure. believe that Howard Hulu tapped my phone and said, what can we give to Joe from the Car Jomez podcast? And he's like, what a fuck? What about a Pam Anderson docuseries? And everyone was like, fucking genius. Let's do it. So we get this Pam and Tommy series, and it's about their sex tape coming out and the circumstances around that. They dropped three episodes all at once. Same format as a peacemaker, apparently, you know, drop those first three episodes, try to get you hooked and invested, yeah. and then they're going to drop an episode a week for a bit. Uh, I want to say it's uh, six episodes total, I believe. But uh, so we got the first three. I sat there and, and watched. I binged all three. I very excited. I mean, I think we forget how big of a deal Pamela fucking Anderson was sure. back in the 90s. It was huge. Like, and the thing was, it wasn't like one of these girls that you're like, oh my God, like, I just want to see it. Like, she did Playboy. She was already naked. Like, we already knew what she looked like, and it was spectacular. And yet, like, we still could not get enough of Pam Anderson. Yes. She was the it girl. She had a huge moment. It was crazy. So the series takes place where uh, Pam and Tommy are having some renovations done to their house and Tommy Lee is a fucking piece of shit fires the contractors without paying them. So the contractor decides to get back at them by stealing this safe that he knows that they have in the garage. And really it's like, it's got cash. It's got like some guns and ammo and shit. He does not expect to find what is really the most valuable thing in the safe is uh, the Pam and Tommy sex tape. That is just happenstance. So then it becomes about how he goes about marketing this tape because you need distribution. And this is before we had like real streaming, you know, this is the, this is the nineties still, we were still on like 56 K modems at that point. Yes, sir. So Nick Offerman plays like a porno director and he's the one with the connections around Pornoville and they try shopping the tape around. It, it won't. No one wants to touch it because there's no model releases in it. So they just decide to release it themselves on the internet. And so, like, we're getting that story. So the the third episode concludes. Like, it, it gives you a lot of background. We get some like flashbacks of like Pam and Tommy first getting together, how their relationship 
like just fucking shotgunned out of a cannon. And the third episode concludes with them first putting the sex tape uh, on the internet. I, I was excited for this. I don't, I don't love it. Oh no. I don't hate it, but it's something that is really just there right now. The thing I am most impressed by in this series is this chick, Lily James. I have no idea (laughs) what she has done before this, what she will do after this, but she is such a spot on Pam Anderson, both in looks and sound. It is like fucking unreal. Like, and when she's on screen, you like, you're just so drawn to her. She is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I, I know the name, but uh, she's not really been in anything that I've uh, really seen. But uh, I love it. You got a new favorite actress. Boom. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't even go that far. It's just in this role, like, it's Pam Anderson seems like somebody who it would be so easy to just do a caricature of. Sure, yes. And just exactly. be completely over the top, dumb, bubbly, blonde. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't feel that she does that. Like, she very much feels like an actual person. And I think she steals the show. Every time she's on screen, show stealer. How's the the Winter Soldier? He's fine. He's fine? How is he talking to his P.E.K.K.A.? I know that's like a big thing. He talks to his P.E.K.K.A. So the first time this happens... Like first off, he's just standing in a like he's standing in like another room. So all you see him, he's having a conversation, but you don't know with who. And then it like pans out, and he's talking to his dick, and his dick is like motioning and like has a life of its own, and it's like it's responding to him and talking back, and it's like, <laughs> what in the fuck is happening right now? Because so that- as realistic as I said, Lily James is in the Pam role. We have. The Winter Soldier having a full-on conversation with his dick. So that's what I've when I've seen people talk about the show. I've seen people talk about how the tone is all over the place, and it kind of <laughs> takes you out of the the show because it's something serious and it's something so silly, and it's like it goes back and forth a lot. So it sounds like uh, talking to your penis is really uh, really out there. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. As someone who has enjoyed a fair amount of dick talk in their life. I just, I don't know if this was the forum for it. <laughs> if they would, if they were going to do a separate Tommy Lee show where it's just him talking to his dick, I'd probably be here for it. Sure, telling stories. Yeah, just, just you know, couple, a couple guys hanging around doing dick talk, shooting the shit. Uh- <laughs> But like, yeah, it definitely the tone just bounces all over the place. See, so that, that that gives me a little pause there. Like, I'm I'm on the fence about it now. You, who's someone who's like excited for it, is like, eh, you know, it's all right. Now I'm like, yeah, I guess I could I could skip it. I guess if it's something you would have been interested in beforehand, I say go on, watch it. Sure. At the very least, you'll be entertained. If it's something you were on the fence about from the beginning, I don't think it's something you need to sit down and make time for. Sure, seems like uh, maybe we've uh, we've watched all our shows and oh, let's watch this real fast. How long are the episodes? Forty minutes? Yeah, about an hour ish. All right, you know, forty minutes. 
obviously you haven't seen the whole story play out, but do you think maybe if this was like a a movie, if this was like a TV movie, do you think I, I that would work? I thought about that. It's, I don't know. Right, because then you cut out some of the stuff, you know, like you get a lot of backstory. Maybe you don't need as much backstory. I will say the, the stuff with Nick Offerman and Seth Rogen trying to, like, sell the tape and the story of how, like, he came into possession of the tape and didn't even really know it. Like, yeah. that's the stuff I'm finding more interesting. Like, that's the stuff I want to know about is like, sure. well, okay, like, show me this shit. So maybe if they did, like, a focused documentary on just that story, I'd probably be about it. But they're giving us a, a series, and we've got, like, real actors in it. It's not just a run-of-the-mill is, documentary. Yeah. So we've got, like, the backstory of their of the Pam and Tommy relationship and how they met, and they're showing, you know, oh, Pam had to go to do some uh, meet-and-greet thing with Baywatch sponsors, and Tommy Lee's just like, all right, well, if you're going to Cancun, I am too. And then he just shows up and like starts licking her face and they buy him bottles and they fall in love eight minutes later. And it's just beautiful because we all love love around these parts. Love is love, baby. We love it. It's a beautiful thing. So like that kind of stuff has entertainment value, but the stuff that I am more uh, into up to this point has been with the whole possession of the videotape and and how they're going about trying to make money off it. All right. Well, if it gets better, I'm sure we'll check in from time to time. And and if it gets better, let me know because maybe you know, maybe it gets better as it gets more into that that craziness of the tape being out and dealing with uh, the with that. You know? Yeah, I think so. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. It's something I'm going to stick with just because. It didn't do anything to like turn me off completely. Sure. You know what I mean? It's not Boba Fett. Another new thing, Joe, I know you watched that I watched. I only watched one episode of Murderville. I watched it because you said you watched it. I watched, yeah. So Murderville is a Netflix series, six episodes. And it's based, I didn't know this, it's based on a series, uh, an original BBC series. Oh, really? It's called Murder in Successville on the BBC. Interesting. Um, Apparently, the premise is not the same. I'm seeing a lot of complaints where people said everything that that BBC series got right is everything that Murderville is not getting at all. Mm. But Murderville stars our double main man, Will Arnett, as a homicide detective. And each episode, he's teamed up with a new partner who is a celebrity. And the celebrity plays themselves. But the thing about this is the celebrity has no script. They're not in on on the story. So there's a murder unraveling. There's a couple of suspects. And at the end of the episode, the celebrity has to try to solve the murder with the clues that have been given along the way. Love it. So we've got six episodes. Our celebrity detectives are Conan O'Brien, Marshawn Lynch, Kumail Nanjiani, Annie Murphy, Sharon Stone, and Ken Jong. So each one gets their own episode. I will say not all episodes are great. <laughs> I watched the first one with Conan Which is O'Brien. Conan O'Brien, not great. Yes. I like Conan, so I enjoyed. So, yeah, I enjoyed it, but I want to see now how it stacks up against you know other celebrities because i think conan is fun because he you know he he he's in on a joke like he 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 goes into it you know he's the type of person i will so i've watched all six okay 
my favorite episode, I think far and away, was Kumail Nanjiami. Okay. Because he just got the vibe really early on. Okay. And he said, fuck it, I'm just having fun. And he just good. went full in with it. Good. Okay. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, I thought was good. I, I look forward to that because I because he'd be like, "What the fuck is going on?" He seems like someone fun. And I thought Sharon Stone was good. So you think Conan was one of the worst ones? Conan was probably one of the worst ones. I love it. Okay, so then so the show has okay, so it gets better then because so I, I enjoy like if if I was grading the show, it's okay. It's definitely worth the watch. I don't think it's great. I'd probably give it like a triple, triple and a half main man somewhere in that's that not area. Bad, but that's that's good. Yeah, you know, like I I didn't feel bad about spending time on it. I thought sure. it could have been better in some aspects, but all in all, it was fine. And it was like it was something new. I'm not used to this kind of uh, premise in uh, these shows. So I was like, oh, and I like Will Arnett. Like I'm like yeah. okay, like I'm I'm with it. The, but I will say the Kumail Nanjiami episode was my favorite, definitely. Right. Well, I'm definitely gonna check that out because we enjoyed it. We watched. Well, I said, let me watch this because Joe Joe said he he watched it. So let me see. And uh, we watched it, but it was late, so we just watched one, and we'll probably watch the rest uh, this week. So I'll get back to you about that. Now I'll Netflix you know. has been putting up a bunch of shit. It feels like because I I haven't really gone on Netflix in a while. I really haven't had a reason to. Sure. So I haven't. I'm yeah, exactly right. But I made a point the other day to go on Netflix and just be like, oh, I wonder what's on their trending list. I did the same thing. So fucking funny because I felt like I haven't opened Netflix up in a while. That's how I Kellyanne Kellyanne's watching Gilmore Girls, so she's always watching something. And so Netflix is on here, and I'm like, I haven't watched a movie on Netflix in in weeks. Like, what 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 we got here? So funny. It probably is legitimately a couple of weeks since I've even opened the Netflix app. Yeah, I think the last movie I watched was when I was doing my catch up right at the, you know, January 1st or 2nd. So it's a whole month I feel like I haven't uh, fucking looked. Did you find anything good in there? Well, I found Mur- Murderville. That's how I found yeah. that. So I heard people it... talking about it. That was the that was the thing this week. So I didn't know anything about it and it just yeah. it popped up. It was like number 7 on the trending list for the day and yeah. I was like and I'm reading the description. I'm like, "Will Arnett? Like is it like I feel like I should check this out." <laughs> Yeah. So I did, and I spent some time with it. But I also watched another a movie, a documentary-style news-style storytelling called The Tinder Swindler. So I saw that it was there, and I've heard someone talk about it on the podcast today. So I actually know about it. It sounds very interesting. What do you think, Joe? Gomez, I was into this. Okay. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, the Tinder Swindler is a it's it's a movie it's like a documentary but it I, it feels more like a newscast you know sure. news news style story it's, it's like a, it's a, like a journalism investigation yes. journalism kind of thing like so Dateline the, yes yes you know like something like that hard copy yeah hard copy <laughs> <laughs> ah, give me that hard copy. Hard copy, the TMZ of the past. So good. Um, so it's about uh, these women who met a guy on, on Tinder, went out on a couple dates. They end up 
and in separate it's the same guy but it's in separate times it's so this guy meet like starts meeting women on tinder and he's posing as the son of some world famous diamond mogul billionaire guy his whole instagram is is public and it's filled with all these extravagant lifestyle photos of him um jet setting across all of europe and all these you know incredible places doing you know eating at the best restaurants and on boats and in private planes and doing all this fancy shit and he's just meeting women on tinder and they're going out on dates and having very nice times building relationships and after he has laid the foundation he begins um ripping them off for money he's like oh can you just lend me some money my my enemies are after me and we had to stop using our our credit my my Amex black card because so they're they're tracing me so he gets these women who think they're in love with him and getting basically planning their lives to like move in with him and start a future like he's getting them to open up credit cards for like under their names and then like giving the card numbers and stuff to him so he could use it and basically continue living this extravagant lifestyle on their dime He's getting them to take out bank loans for just insane. insane amounts of money. People are crazy. So, like, and <laughs> and like when you and he has this laundry list of women that he's done it to. It's crazy. And it is absolutely mind-boggling. Like you're sitting there and you're and you're watching it, and there's like this very normal looking and sounding woman. Who's just like we were in love? Like I just I we I loved him. He would fly me here, and you know we'd spend some time together before he had to f- fly out and do a business meeting here. But we were keeping in touch all the time on WhatsApp. We're doing FaceTime calls. He told me to start looking for apartments. He gave me a budget. Not like Jeez. like and it's just like holy shit. And and it wasn't like a short game. This man played it long. Like it wasn't like after a week he started asking for money. Yeah, he laid this foundation over an elongated period of time, and then once the woman was like really emotionally hooked and attached, he just pounces on it. It is fucking insane. I gotta watch that. Crazy. (laughs) It's it's about a two hour movie. I just the whole time it's like watching a car crash. Like you feel horrible for these people. Sure, I get it. But at the same time, it's like you can't look away and you're like, well, what's he going to get away with next? Because like he's putting these women into bankruptcy and they're just they're just trying to be like supportive, significant others. Or in one case, like a woman went on a, a first date with him. They didn't really have a lot of chemistry romantically, but they were like had a good time hanging out. So like they stayed friends and stayed in contact. So she just thinks she's helping out her friend. She's doing her friend yeah, a favor. Just doing her friend a favor. And Unreal. it's just unbelievable what this guy was able to extract from these, like these poor trusting women. Crazy. Look at that. So I'm glad you went on Netflix. Look at that. You found two shows. You found the show and the movie. And yeah. I'm gonna I watched the show and I'm gonna watch that movie because it sounds pretty crazy and i once i tell kelly yeah she's gonna be like i need to watch this right now <laughs> oh 100 right up her alley <laughs> she's gonna love that shit so yeah i'll be watching that later <laughs> uh, i did watch a movie joe the only movie i watched this week really lipstick and dynamite that you've been trying to watch for weeks 
<laughs> no, no licorice pizza, sadly. Oh, but, licorice. Uh, <laughs> Where do I keep getting lipstick from? I don't know. Last time you said licorice, but then you changed the food. Now <laughs> you changed the, the liquor, the candy part. Um, I saw Encanto. Ooh, oh. Disney. Yeah. So, so that means your daughter finally was able to sit still for an hour. She finally said, yes, we can watch it. She watched, like I said, she watches shit all the time. But every time I said, let's watch this, she said, no, I want to watch it, but not today. I think because she knew that it was going to be sad. Like, you know, there's going to be sad parts and she might cry. So I think she didn't want to, you know, sometimes you're not in the mood. You know what I mean? Lately, I've always been in the mood. So, <laughs> you I know, like all I do is cry. <laughs> like the Oscar nominations came out today. I've heard of all these movies, but I haven't seen a lot of them because I'm like, I'm not in the mood for that kind of movie right now. Like, I'm- I understand that. But I so I saw the Oscar <laughs> nomination list. I've heard of two of them, I believe. Sure. Dune. Uh- <laughs> Dune and, and Lipstick Pizza. <laughs> there you go. Because uh, that was on the list, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Somehow, I, I don't know. How is Spider-Man not on this fucking list? I thought they might throw it on there just to throw it on there. But I guess Dune is that kind of like the blockbuster. Like Venom, let there, be car- let there Be Carnage was not on the best movies of 2021. Well, I, didn't, I didn't see all the lists. Maybe that's on the best screenplay uh, nominees list. You know? Have, so look, best movie. <laughs> No one cares about fucking screenplay. That's a bullshit award. <laughs> so maybe that's why Shiloh that, has. That's like being Intercontinental Cox, Champion. I don't mean nothing. I used you're, to mean something. You're the assistant to the uh, assistant to the to the district manager. Well, we saw Encanto, and it's been just nonstop soundtrack playing all week. It's our new thing we listen to. Unbelievable. It's- how do you feel about the soundtrack? It's good. It's not great, but it is good. I like it also because just like nice Spanish music sometimes, like doo, 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 doo. like the the pressure song is such a a Lin Manuel Miranda song. Like it's like you could tell. Like if you didn't know who wrote the soundtrack, you hear that song and go, "Oh yeah, that Hamilton guy wrote that shit definitely." And, but it's catchy. It's nice, you know. And then of course the big song. We don't talk about Bruno. That's a great song. See, you I don't love it. I it's eh. I like the opening. About I like Bruno. The, I like no. the opening song probably the best. The which the, one? The one where, where she's like just like family? basically yeah like yeah family that's a good one. Like yeah, it's that's just a like good upbeat one. and bouncy. Yes. Like I I like that one. That's probably my favorite song in the movie. But everybody's doing the we don't talk about Bruno, no, and I'm just like no, really no. like that's that's the one everyone's. Latching on it's to fu- they uh they didn't even nominate that because they didn't they didn't put in for it. They put a different song in, they didn't know that Bruno was gonna take over like this. Wow. So, so Disney put in uh like it's a span, it's the um, I think when they're doing the story of the family, like that nice slow kind of Spanish song. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So like that, which is nice, but it's like this is the hit. I mean, it's like fucking number one billboard. It's so stupid. Well, one of the things too that I've been seeing the breakout like star of the movie is the Louisa, the strong yeah, woman, the big girl. Yeah, like everybody is loving her because it's such a it's different. It's different. such a different character yeah. for a woman in a Disney movie, especially. 
that mm-hmm. like all these like young girls have been latching on to this character, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I saw that that they didn't make enough toys. That they're like, there's a supply. It's like, oh, we didn't yeah. know. My bad. It's like, yeah, bro. Different people like different shit. Amazing, right? It's just yeah. this amazing thing that we keep finding out. When you make something different, it does good because people like all types of shit. It's just, oh, what a country we are. So how do you feel about the movie overall? I like that. Though it was very good. I didn't like, uh, it's not the best Disney movie, but middle of the pack, I think it's a little better than middle of the pack. I definitely do. I think yeah. you being a little hard, but again, also maybe it's because it's my people. I'm seeing Spanish people and Spanish stereotypes that I'm familiar with, you know. So maybe it hits a little closer to home. I suppose, you know. And you, white devil over there, and just like you know, you don't like change, you don't like progress. So you're like, I, I don't... like, the, I like the carousel of progress. <laughs> the carousel. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow <laughs> shining at the end of every day. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow is just a day away. Uh, I'm going to use this excuse to hit a button so people can get what they love. People come here for some, for some hits. They want to yes. hear the hits. And we play the hits. So I'm going to play a hit here. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? Now that we've both seen it, we could officially throw it on our standings here. Yes. Uh, I'll go first, as we know Joe's a hater. Um, I think the movie's very sweet. It's a very nice movie. I like that there's, you know, it's a different take on a Disney movie because there's no big evil bad guy coming to to do this stuff. It's just this family having some some issues and they're figuring it out. And it's very sweet. I'm going to give it three and a half main men. Uh, I do not feel the same way. I do not like a lot. A lot of the songs to me were nothing really overly special. Uh, the story as a whole, I don't know. I just, I wasn't into it. And maybe that's because uh, just the culture difference. Maybe I don't White just devil. associate. Yeah, you know, and that's a real thing. White <laughs> Devil a is a real thing. <laughs> that's what they call him in Ace Ventura Part 2. Like, Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Bumblebee Tuna. Bumblebee Tuna. Excuse me, sir. Your balls are showing. Bumblebee Tuna. <laughs> Oh man, Jim Carrey's the fucking best. <laughs> you know, we always talk about East Ventura, but part two is fucking great. It's good too. Like a, it's at, good the, at the very beginning of the movie, where he does that fucking slinky for like an hour, waiting for it to come down. The slinky, slinky, everyone loves a slinky. So that shit fucking kills me every time. I haven't seen that forever. I should rewatch that. That's been a long time. Ace Ventura, um, when nature calls. So good. But when, um, with this movie, I, maybe the culture difference really is that. And I just, I just wasn't able to associate with it or have that emotional attachment to it. I am going to give it a very mediocre double main man. Two stars. Unbelievable. 
Unbelievable. I call a Wookiee the color of his skin, and I get some shit. And this guy is fucking throwing out two stars for fucking Encanto. So I just, I just want to throw that out there that the brown person here is dealing. I just, it's unacceptable. But like, let, let's call a spade a spade. I'm tanner. Than Whoa! You. What are we saying here? I said I have a better tan. Oh, I just unbelievable. You live in Florida. When that sun hits me, come on, I'm, it's fucking snowing. I'm in the snow, like. I might as well be in the snow. It's fucking 56 degrees outside. I wish. It's been like fucking 1924. Like, <laughs> No, I think... Uh, so last night, again, we were in the, the high 30s. Um, and we're supposed to have... Like, legitimately, spring training is supposed to be starting in like a week. Like, no, bro. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank God there's a lockout. <laughs> they knew. They knew something. You see that? <laughs> Plandemic. We know. Unbelievable. So, Joe, we don't talk about Bruno. You know who else we don't talk about? Boba Fett. We don't talk about Boba because that because motherfucker. Because he's not even in his own fucking show anymore. That motherfucker just bounced. He took the title of his show literally. He booked. It just yes. bounced they out of like, here. They were like, you know what? We tried. It didn't work. Let's retcon the whole show into Mandalorian Season 3. So. This week we got season three, episode two of The Mandalorian. I gotta say, did I not? I called this weeks ago. I said, You did? I said, These last two episodes, I said, There's gonna be some cameo or some crazy shit that that's all anyone's gonna be talking about. And we got fucking four cameos on this episode, bro. They pulled out all the stops. They really did. It was unbelievable. If you haven't seen, you are missing out because this. This was spectacular. So when this episode of Book of Boba Fett came out on that Wednesday, if it just took over my timeline and yeah, in like yeah. a good way where people were not spoiling it, but they were like, oh my God, this might be the most Star Wars thing that has ever existed. Oh, and yeah. just gushing over it. Gomez himself texted me and was like, bro, <laughs> this was something. I was like, if you haven't watched it, because we're not rushing to watch Boba Fett. No, I don't. So, But I did this week, because I was like, I want to see what they do now after they did a whole Mandalorian episode. What's next? Well, we got another Mandalorian episode, so I had to let Joe know, hey, you might want to watch it this week when you can, because it's good. You're going to enjoy it. Boy, and boy. You know what? Like, This is one of those things where I'm going to agree with everyone. This was awesome. So I, I, I definitely, when Gomez brought up the fact that, oh, you know, they're going to have to have like these big cameos. Like, do they bring Luke Skywalker back? I'm like, no, like, no. I just, I didn't see like, you're trying to build up the rest of this universe. Why are you going to use this as a crutch to fall back to Luke Skywalker when even Mandalorian built to that moment where it was. A singular moment. It's it a made quick moment. all the yes, yeah. and it made all the sense in the world. And it's one of those things where you're like, nah, nah. And then when it happens, it's fucking Randy Marsh sitting in the uh, internet camp, just covered in the ectoplasm. <laughs> and like to bring it back, so, and I feel like they brought it back so quickly because it was just on the last season of Mandalorian. And they bring it back with the first, basically, opportunity that they have yes. with Book of Boba Fett. I just didn't think they would 
if they were to do something, I didn't think it would be this quick of a turnaround. No, I figured like half, like halfway in the season, maybe Mondo would travel and see what's happening. Like I figured we would get Mandalorian solo doing this thing without some baby Grogu stuff in there. Well, they even said no. Nope, the fact, no, nope. the fact that we got Mandalorian at all. Like I hear, I thought they're trying to build this Boba Fett story, and maybe apparently not. They just the build line, a Mandalorian, I guess. That's I, it. Apparently, listen. Don't get me wrong. This fucking episode was awesome, top to bottom, just awesome. Stockpiled with fucking shit to make you pop. Ahsoka, Grogu, fucking Luke Skywalker. They're doing fucking Dagobah style training sessions. Like, love it. It's fucking cool as shit, but I do not have any idea how it's supposed to fucking help Boba Fett get over. Luke Skywalker looks so much better than he did last year when we saw him pop up on The Mandalorian. The technology has gotten so much better. I heard that they hired that guy, if you remember or if you didn't know, um, last year when that episode came out, someone took that footage and said, I can make it better. And so he fixed it up and made an even better looking Luke Skywalker. And apparently Lucas, Lucas films hired this guy and he's been working on it. And also I heard that in the past year, they said they've had like these breakthroughs with this technology that they're just like, like, this is going to be something we're seeing. Like, this motherfucker might get a Luke Skywalker show. Like, because the technology is is getting so much better right now. Really? Yeah, which I don't like the idea of. I like popping I, up in and out. I don't need a whole Luke Skywalker show of CGI Luke Skywalker. It's a little much. Yeah, I, I'm on board with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. His, the appearance on Mandalorian Season yeah, 2 come was and go. amazing. And even this was phenomenal. But do I want a full Luke? No, I want to feel like it means something when it happens. The rumor that I was hearing, I mean, uh, there's one episode left, so who knows, is that uh, we were going to get a de-aged Han Solo was the rumor. Like, uh <clears throat> To go with the Boba Fett, it made more sense with the bounty hunter, yeah, 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 and stuff like that. You know, instead we get this Luke is back, so crazy. Harrison Ford, I could just see like, I I never get the feeling that he embraces like anything that he's ever done in the past. No, Harrison Ford won't say no to the paycheck, but he'll complain about it the whole time, the whole way through. Yeah, <laughs> like he's just so over it. Like for yeah. all intents and purposes, I just get the feeling that he wants to be left the fuck alone to just fly around in his little plane. I think he was so happy to be killed off in the in the first movie that he didn't have yes. to really. That's the way it sounded, it. at least. It was like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm dead. They killed me. <laughs> Because, yeah. I mean, at that point, you're talking about, what, 30 years that people have been saying, oh, would you do Han Solo again? Would you do Han Solo again? I mean, I'd probably be sick of it, too. So he's just like, it. listen, I'll do it, but you got to fucking kill me so I never have to do it again. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, Book of Boba Fett ending on a bang here. I wonder how they're going to tie things up. You know, yeah, there's, one ep- there's one episode left here. By the time this drops, it'll be out, so you'll already know what happened. But as we're sitting here speculating, I really don't know. It could go in any direction because we don't know what they're going to show us. Like, is there going to be a big fight with the Pikes? Is that coming later? Is that going to be, you know, like, I don't know where they're going. I don't understand 
I don't want to say I don't understand. I I don't foresee how they are going to be able to bring this back around to Boba Fett now. They've gotten us all hyped over the past two weeks with this Mandalorian stuff and then uh, building the Jedi Temple and all. Like, this stuff is fucking amazing. And it's like, and now you want us to go back to boring-ass Boba Fett to close out the season? Like... I think they would combine the two. We'll, we'll, we'll get Boba Fett and Mando ha- fighting. Obviously, like I would think Mandalorian when he takes off, like he's going back because he has to go yeah. fight on behalf of Boba Fett now. But it's just like, oh, like is that something I really want to watch now? Yes, because you'll get Mando there, and Boba Fett will be off to the side. You'll get, and they'll probably make Boba Fett finally look good, do something good for once because he's a fucking idiot. And uh, we might get we might get a baby Yoda with a lightsaber that will break the fucking internet, bro. Yeah, this little bastard flopping around with his lightsaber. <laughs> but I can't like if he has this lightsaber, he can't be using it good. He's he don't know what's going on. Come on, <laughs> but I'm excited. They got me excited. You see that? I said I said I knew it. And then there'll be more good episodes than bad episodes. So then we'll talk fondly of it. Yes. We'll go, oh, the first couple weren't good, but those last four, bro. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. good. You know? So funny. It's going to leave us with that nice uh, aftertaste in our mouth. You know? And who knows? What if they do some crazy cliffhanger that leads us right to, right to Mando? Right Mandalorian season three. Yeah. And we got to wait six months. That'll be great. Get people talking. Come on. We'll see. Hmm. I'm excited. We can't wait. I uh, I want to I want to be excited. I don't know if I am. I'm I'm intrigued more than anything. Sure. Our other show we've been talking about Peacemaker. This show is just building off of each episode, telling its story, and I just I love this fucking show, bro. I love Peacemaker so much. I cannot believe how invested in this show I am. It's so I mean, good. I it, I look forward to it every week. The fucking theme song it gives you. You know how it gives you the option to skip the opening. Never, never in my life. I at no point will. Do you really want? Do you really want to taste it? I'm like, oh yeah, like I, and I'm like yep. rocking out. I'm 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 all into it. I'm trying to learn the dance, like when <laughs> uh, when Harcourt and and Mern come through the yep. door. Like I'm trying to get that arm thing down. Mm, that'll be a good TikTok, right? Like if they ever, oh yeah, it probably would be. Mm. If they ever want to use me on another uh, major pod show, like I probably want to ask Smart Mark to make this my new entrance song. Oh, I love it. Imagine me it. swinging that hose. Do you really want? Do you really want to taste it? I love it. Then we'll find out who who has HBO Max and who <laughs> the two people be popping in the crowd. Yeah, sold out crowd. How many of you actually recognize this title sequence? <laughs> oh, too funny. Yeah, the but show is great. I agree. This is the sixth episode, and I feel like each one has built off the previous one. In yep. in a very positive way, it has advanced the storyline. This week, great we storytelling. We got uh, the the butterfly that he was keeping in the house get uh, gets out. We got a whole escape scene. We get a butterfly influx throughout the community. Crazy. Uh, we got his dad getting fruit, out of the... jail and going back and like how insane was like that whole sequence of back at the dad's house. 
Yo, that suit is scary, bro. That's a gangster right? suit. I can't wait for White Dragon, bro. Can't wait. And yeah, the police, uh, the police precinct scene with the butterflies going bananas. Just the show is is so fucking good. I cannot it's, wait. It's such a departure to how <clears throat> the superhero genre that we've like come to know and embrace yes. with how Marvel has done it. Because Marvel does give you a very uh, pasteurized version of the genre. You know, it's very. Sure. Uh, very family friendly to a very large extent and i think dc especially james gunn i should i shouldn't say dc as a whole but james gunn recognizes the opportunity he has in the marketplace and gave us this adult centric superhero uh serial here and he's just hit on everything whether it's the casting the music the storyline the acting like it's just been a really cool thing to see play out. James Gunn has totally taken advantage of DC in the sense that they don't know what they're doing with any of these characters. They don't know what the fuck's going on. So they tell you, you go do whatever you want. So he's like, I'm going to do whatever I want because there's no limitation. I could do whatever. They could say whatever. They could kill whatever. They could do anything. You know, the only thing he didn't get to do was in Suicide Squad, the thing was supposed to be Superman at the end instead of the giant uh, starfish. His original vision was, can we get Superman? They got to fight Superman at the end. Oh. <clears throat> yes. And they were like, eh, take it easy with that. <laughs> so, but, you know, other than that, he's been able to do anything he wants. And just God bless him. Thank you for giving John Cena his moment. He deserves this. He's been killing it. The big scene this week and playing the piano, playing Home Sweet Home. Playing Home Sweet Home. Love it. He did that. That's John Cena playing. If you didn't know, John Cena can play piano. I he so I didn't anything. know. Did you this, know this? <laughs> yes, because there's video of him playing, like last year came out of him playing a thing. Um, I heard a story that James Gunn, uh, his dog died or something, something like this happened, and he was sad. And so John Cena started playing piano for him on the set of Suicide Squad or something like this. And James Gunn's like, bro, this is, you're amazing. So he knew he had to have John Cena play a song play on the piano thing. at some point. Yes. Yeah. I believe he played the Pixies' Where Is My Mind on the piano. Really? Yes, I think there's a video of, of that that you could find. I'm going to have to go check that out. So it's like, what can John Cena not do? The man speaks Mandarin. I was going to say, remember piano. that press conference where he showed up and just started speaking Mandarin? He trained for like 10 years, bro. He knew he had a day that by this time we're going to go into to this <laughs> market. Imagine that meeting with Vince. Hey, John. Uh, okay, pal. Uh, what we're going to do is 10 years from now, we're going to announce the WWE Network going to China. And uh, I'd like you there and speaking Mandarin. If Vince said that, John Cena would go, all right. I think he would take that challenge. He seems like that person who just like, because the Mandarin thing was his idea, I believe, that he just, he wanted to try this because he's the face of the company. He said, I want to be able to do that. And that's just, John Cena's the best. I wish him the best of luck. I hope he becomes the biggest Do you think like Roman Reigns is learning Saudi right now? Uh, I mean that that would good. that would be the the comparable that hundred percent is yes, what language do they speak in Saudi Arabia? 
Whatever terrible nonsense. Who knows? <laughs> like I, I genuinely like. I'm not trying to downplay yeah. it or trivialize it. Like, hold gonna Google it. What is the native language in Saudi Arabia? Arabic, something like that. Arabic is the answer. Whoa! Look at me. <laughs> Arabic is the official language of Saudi Arabia, but. English is widely spoken. It is used in business, in business, <laughs> business, <laughs> <laughs> and is a compulsory second language in schools. Okay, so dollars to donuts. Do you think Roman Reigns is currently learning Arabic? I love it. No, because he could get away with the prince always knows English because he yes, has to because know because it's forbidden. He needs that. Yes, he needs that business money. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness we got uh two imagine episodes. like Ro- roman reigns shows up at like the fucking castle or whatever they fuck they call the it the castle the palace <laughs> yeah the palace just like knocks on the drawbridge and it the like gets a <laughs> You well, know, there's walk. usually two guards at the front. Well, the obviously, little, and he's got to, you know, spears. Well, the bridge Who has to come there? down to to take you so you can walk across the moat. And once he gets, you know, on the inside, he goes, are we speaking Arabic or business? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, and the, the, the crown prince of Saudi says, no, business language today. Two episodes of Peacemaker left. Uh, I can't wait. It's my number no, one I, show. I, I, number one I, show of the week. I boom. I every can't week. wait. I'm probably gonna miss it as soon as it's gone. And I know there's uh, been no talks of a season two, at least right now. I mean, I'm sure as this thing has grown in pro- popularity that it's had to have come up. But uh, we spoke about last week. James Gunn is pretty fucking tired. <laughs> He's a very busy man. Back in Marvel doing his thing, so we'll see. Got yeah. the Christmas special coming out this year, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, and then next year is uh, Guardians 3. Well, he says, at the end of Guardians 3, it will not be the same team. This is the last time you will be seeing this group together as the Guardians. I don't know Ooh. if we'll have new Guardians. I think we're going to get no a heel Guardians. turn. Get a heel turn. Someone's going to die. You know, I don't know. Well, Groot's already dead. It's a new Groot, so you know, I don't, I don't think they would kill anyone. I just maybe think they go do their own thing. I don't know, because it doesn't. I, I don't know. Why would you stop making these movies, right? You're gonna keep milking it. There's no reason to stop. If Chris Pratt says yes, why are you not bringing him back as Star Lord, right, for the tenth time? It was like Chris Hemsworth. I, no, yeah. At this point, he's like, I'll be Thor. Why not? It's fun. I like yeah. money, and it's fun. Like, okay, I'll be Thor forever. I love that. It's so weird because, like, when the first Thor movie came out, Thor was a character I had almost zero knowledge about, except that the little girl dressed as Thor in Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> and, um, like, now, like, I can't imagine a superhero world without Thor. It's true. You know, and for, for really the majority of the Avengers, like, like I didn't give a shit about Iron Man. Like Captain America, I liked because, like, it was just like I liked Captain America. But like for all these Avengers, like fucking War Machine, like I, what the, the fuck are we machine. even doing here, guys? And now I'm like, fuck yeah, War Machine and the Falcon. 
and the Winter Soldier. Like, give fucking give give all of them to me. Give me nine Ant Man movies. Ant Man, Ant Man is like big budget action movie now. Yeah. Like it's like we're gonna do it now. It's just like let's go, let's go. Hundred fifty million dollar Ant Man movie. Pump it's that crazy. money into the Ant Man. So crazy, bro. Who knew? Oh, what a busy wow. week we had. We did. We talked about a lot of stuff here. We really did. We ran the gamut this week. I'm proud of us. I like that. New shows, movies, everything. Got some sports. You haven't talked sports like that in a while. I know. Look at us giving the people what they want. We hope. We even talked about wrestling. Wow, we really did talk about everything. We did a little bit of everything. God bless. That's what this is. The best buffet of pop culture you can find. Especially since Joe Rogan's not allowed to have a show anymore. I used to listen to Joe Rogan because I enjoyed comedians going on there and he was the MMA guy, so I would get to hear MMA guys. But in the past two years, he's like not fun anymore. It's just like I just need to talk about serious topics with jerk offs all the time. And it's just like, what are we doing? Like, come on. 11 million people per episode listen to that show. That is, which is crazy. Yeah. One of the main reasons I stopped listening is because he went to Spotify exclusively. Yes. I'm like, like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not doing and, that shit. And now what we're seeing is a lot of uh, people, both uh, musical artists and podcasters, pull in their content from Spotify. And to that, I say, Spotify, I will not feel bad about taking your money if you want to give it to me. Nope. If you, if, it's, a free, it's the free market. This is not censorship. It's the free market. You're allowed to not ha- want someone to sell your shit. Yes, I yeah, hundred percent. So that's fine. And if 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 you're against Spotify for that reason, fine, whatever. But if Spotify wants to pay Gomez and I a hundred million dollars to to exclusively have our show, we we will take that and be open to negotiations. I looked, our Spotify numbers ain't bad. I looked at a chart and it had all our things, and Spotify was not yeah. at the bottom. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, it, it was not. So remember to leave your five-star reviews on there. We we love those reviews. And you know what? We haven't gotten an Apple podcast review in a very long time. So all you people listening on Apple, please leave those five-star reviews and Maybe uh, we will. Well, I know we'll say thank you. So right now we'll, we'll say thank you. you. We'll send you an eight by ten, and we'll do. We'll bring back the Bane voice. Read, read the. Uh, we'll read yes. The, uh... If 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 you leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, at the screenshot it to us, tweet it to us at Cardomez, and Gomez will read it in the Bane voice. Oh, brother, yes. This is a spectacular day for you. So if you want to hear something like that, write the most fucked up thing you can and Gomez will oh. read it. I believe at one point uh, someone just left us a recipe. A recipe. Like, oh, like for, uh, Oreo, and then cut Oreo the shallots. <laughs> <laughs> so you do that and then we'll read it. We'll have some fun with this. Oh, my goodness. But I think it's about time to uh, wrap this one up here, don't you? Yes, absolutely. Let me hit some music here. It is now time for the big finish. All right, Joe, it's a fun one. 
Today's big finish. Top three coterie of supervillains. Who's got the best group of supervillains? We Top hear three what of supervillains? Coterie. Is that not how you say it? Coterie? On Peacemaker, when they talk about him and his supervillains, do you know that? <laughs> like his his legion of villains? Yes. Oh. The old man calls it the coterie of supervillains. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I just, because we just did Peacemaker, <laughs> who's got the best supervillains? Here we go. Uh, I think the easy, the gimme is Batman. Oh, you know, Batman's good, but Spider-Man's good, too. I feel those are neck and neck, but um, I'm trying to think of other people who got some good stuff. Um, You know, I'm going to go with Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. I love me some Ninja Turtles. Shredder. You got Stoka, Razor for the movies. Slash. You got that alligator guy who talks like the Cajun guy. Forget his name. Talks like Gambit. But he's an alligator, lives in the sewer. Rat uh, Leatherneck. Leatherneck, I love it. I, isn't so it good. I, his name? I, I think, I think it, it is. is leather, leatherneck. So, like, I love They got tons of bad guys. I love it. I'm trying not to... Obviously, Batman, like, he, of course. But I'm trying to think, is there someone else I could say besides the obvious one? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I think that's a good one. I mean, I think that's a good one. Especially because so many supervillains blend over into so many different properties. Nowadays, so, yes. Yeah, like, but even like the Legion of Doom, you know, is not, you know, it's a collection of everybody's supervillain in, in one shot. Meanwhile, Batman had just such an array of this. No, that's, I love this it. harem of supervillains. I mean, if you want to go to Masters of the Universe and put Skeletor yeah. and Hordak and, you could. and the Snake Men in there, yeah, that's, that's why pretty not? old badass. We could do a little bit of that. Darkwing um, Duck, bro. Oh, yeah, I know bro. you're. Negative I know you're duck, a dark bushwhacker. Come on. What about Ducktales? Flintheart, duck Glomgold, the Beagle Boys. That's not bad either. Hmm. See, that's what I'm saying. Trying to think outside the box here, because obviously those are classics. Hmm. Who else? Power Rangers. They, didn't really, they had a bunch I mean, of Scrubs. Cobra. Cold. Okay, that's true. There's a lot of bad guys there, yeah. Decepticons. Mm, Decepticons. Decepticons might be a good one. There's so many good evil Transformer guys. I love it. I mean, if you want to like, if you want to break down Cobra, like Cobra Commander is one of my all-time favorite characters. Period. Sure. But so is Destro, and so are Tomax and Zaymot, the Crimson Twins, and so is Zartan and the Dreadnoughts. So that like. Yeah, Joe's got to be on that list then, bro. Yeah. Definitely. So there's a there's a lot of meat on that bone there. I like that. See, this is fun. Good so, I mean, if I mean personally, if I had to pick, obviously I love my Masters of the Universe villains because Skeletor has just always been my guy, but Hordak is great. I love the way the Snake Men were utilized in the 2000X series. They had such a, a big impact for a while. Cobra in G.I. Joe is phenomenal. And I, I love DuckTales. I just love DuckTales, the original. And I thought the remake was so great. So I'm going to go with the, the Beagle Boys. I the Beagle Boys. The Beagle Boys, Gomez. <laughs> love them. Ma love Beagle. Them. Oh, man. That's good. This, is, this worked out even better than I thought. I love it. It was a good one. 
a lot of good villains out there. When you have good villains, that makes everything heroes. better. Yes, exactly. You don't want to get stale. The same thing over and over. No, 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 no. You always want to see them get their comeuppance at the end. I mean, you've also got the Dungeon of Doom would have to be included in there. I'm trying to think of of superheroes, of comics. Like, who's good that's not, like, the big... Like, Superman, that's not really... It's all right. What about... Uh, the Flash. The, the Flash seven, has... The Seven Evil Exes? <laughs> Scott Pilgrim, Ramona Flowers. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That definitely counts. The Flash got some good people, I think. Reverse Flash, Zoom, Gorilla Grodd, Captain Cold. I think, I think that's a good one, too. Flash. All right. Joe, it's time to get out of here. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Remember, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast, share it with your friends on any of the platforms that you so choose to listen to leave a five-star review and Gomez will read it next week in the Bane voice. And hopefully, uh, one day he'll sign those eight by tens. He was supposed to sign a month ago and then we could start sending them out to you guys. Oh, I have them. I just didn't send them out to you. It's all right. Oh, well, thank you. Um, Cause I have to sign them. Yes. Uh, but yeah, then we're going to start having some car Jomez eight by tens in a very, very, very special style. And if, uh, if you guys like them, maybe we could do some other fun stuff like that in the future, but follow us in the meantime on all of the social medias at car Jomez. You can follow my stuff in particular at the Joe shoes. The Gomez154, Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. Get me to that 100,000 subscriber mark. We are just 98,090 away. So really just around right the corner. Any, right any day now, that's going to hit. But, Gomez, until then... That's Amore, cowboy. Peace. One, two, one, two, three, four.